Hey everybody, this is Luke. I just wanted to talk to you guys real quick before this episode. Um, we did some more research on Paul Panks, the uh, creator of Westron Omega, the Amulet of Vega, which we talked about pretty extensively last episode. And it turns out that he passed away uh, in 2009. Um, and because we, you know, sort of poked a lot of fun at him last time, I, I did want to take a quick moment to just uh, say, you know... Making games is real hard, and he made a lot of text adventures. And, um, you know, it, from what I could find of the stuff that he wrote, he was very much in on the joke. He, he referred to him a lot as weird inside jokes and eccentric nonsense, so I, I think he fully understood that the things he were he was putting out were a little silly, and... Uh, yeah, from what I could find, his games were... He was sort of part of the independent text adventure scene uh, during his life, and his stuff wasn't very well received by that community because they, like us, uh, noticed that it was a little weird, and uh, they didn't really appreciate that. Um, but everything I could find suggested that Paul was just a very passionate and dedicated person, who worked hard to make games just because he loved doing it. And, uh, you know, I found one quote from him that just said um, that uh, if he got one piece of positive feedback, that he considered his game a success. And I think that's, as someone who's also trying to make uh, their own games, so that's something that I find really touching. Um, so we are going to... I haven't had a chance to really look into what it would take, but I am going to be exploring how it might be possible to run some of his uh, games on a modern computer. Um, I don't know if I need to like get DOSBox running on my PC or what, um, but uh, I want to try and stream some of his text adventures just to get a get a sense of it and, uh, you know, give him some respect that I honestly think he's due. And, you know, uh, I, I don't know whether or not he ever got that positive feedback that he was looking for, but maybe we can give it to him now. So um, I'll probably share the details of that in uh, a few future episodes, but until then, um, enjoy the show. Don't accidentally do things you'll later regret. Oh no, you did. Welcome once again to Let's Place, a show that's not going to become a cult of personality around an obscure adventure game maker, even though it seemed like it was going that way last time. <laughs> I'm still here as the host. I'm Luke. I'm joined with a, a cast of returning players this time. I've got Tall. Where's Ty? Uh, yeah, I know. This is the first time you've been here without him. It's weird. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you don't feel secure without him? <laughs> it was like you two were the ice climbers. You had to pick both of you at the same time. But now you're separated. I'm just Popo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got Graham back from near the beginning. Hello. It's been like seven episodes since it's, your last it's, appearance. It's been a little while and I have no idea what's yeah. what's gone on uh, in the in the interim, so yeah. it's been like yeah. seven episodes, so that's about two days, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, I've got Jason back. Yep, yep, I'm here again. And I've got Lau. Yes, hello, I come back from Denmark. Yes. It is the middle of the night. 
I should not be doing this. Probably not, but that's okay. <laughs> really none of us should be doing yeah, this, but yeah, that's exactly. not stopping us. I think that's the tagline for the series. We probably shouldn't be doing yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that I chose the theme music that I did. Uh, Wait, the theme music? Well, yeah, there's a little <laughs> musical sting at the beginning and end. I don't blame I'm going you for to be honest, listening. I listened to part of the first episode, I have not yeah, listened to any fair. of those. <laughs> that's fair. Any I, good ones I should listen to? Uh, the most recent one I would really recommend, episode Which 10. Which number is that? That's episode 10. That is uh, where we talked about Westfront Omega, the Amulet of Vega. Ooh, that rhyme. Yeah, it did, yeah. <laughs> uh, we are looking now, we have a list of 50 games that we have objectively and scientifically ranked according to quality. God. Uh, yeah, it's the list is growing. I'm gonna read off just the uh, the bottom five and the top five here to start us off. At number fifty, we have Custer's Revenge. Number forty-nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Number forty-nine, Online Tennis Manager. Number forty-eight, Desert Speed Trap, starring Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. I'm impressed that it's holding its own down there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number 47, Wild Wheels. Likewise. And number 46, Cherry Moderate. <laughs> okay. Oh, I had a reaction to that when I was on. Yeah. Meanwhile, our top five. At number five, we have Picross 3D. Woo! Oh, it's gone down that far? Yeah, it's, it's dropped a little bit. At number Ooh. four, we have Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. At yeah, bro. Three... <laughs> At number three, Iron Lord. At number two, Westfront Omega, the Amulet of Vega. And number one, the greatest game of all time, to our knowledge, Queen the Eye. Now I'm disappointed I don't know anything about the second best game ever. Oh, don't worry, no one does. We, uh, <laughs> what makes it good? One guest last time tried to download and install it during the episode and their computer wouldn't let them. <laughs> uh... So, we have five... That's just because his a computer's an upstanding citizen following the law. Yeah. I mean, it would be piracy, right? Well, no, no, no. It's, it, that, not free? only is that game free, it has been released into the public domain. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's not common in video games. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's like a, a lone... Uh, like, is this Amiga... a text adventure? Uh, I believe so, yes. Good God. It is a text adventure that takes place in Norway and also the Smurf Village. Well, Nice. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Which country is the Smurf Village in? Apparently Norway. <laughs> I... Well, the Smurf Village lives We're inside your heart. I that. Yeah. <laughs> get it out, get it out, get it out. Listen, we, we can talk about Westford Omega a lot, and we have already on the last episode. But uh, for now, we have five new games to rank, uh, which I will list now. We have Super Adventure Rockman, uh, Retro Fever, Z-Wolf, Arabian Magic, and Cap'n Crunch Crunchling Adventure. So uh, starting at the top here, Super Adventure Rockman. If uh, you're a fan of the Mega Man series, you'll know that Rockman is what Mega Man's known as over in his native country of Japan. This is technically a game in the Mega Man franchise, but unlike the uh, popular games in that series, it's not a side-scroller. You're not running and jumping and shooting. It's uh, not like Mega Man Legends, where you're you know exploring 3D dungeons. 
It's not even like the soccer or the go-kart games. This is a visual novel. Um, based on Mega Man. How many Mega Man are in it? I think only the one Mega Man. Uh, let's see. Your Dr. Wily is at it again. This time he's uncovered an ancient temple that houses a supercomputer he uses to recreate some of his old robots from Mega Man 2 and 3. Another added well. bonus of this computer is that it can affect anything electrical, which he of course uses to his advantage. Rockman's sister, Roll, is one of the first to get affected by it. Dr. Light manages to make Rockman and his friends, the robots from the first Mega Man, immune to the evil computer, and they set off to stop Dr. Wily once again on the island where he's hiding. The game plays out like an interactive anime TV miniseries, where each disc in the game is an episode with opening and ending credits. Wow. The player, yeah. The player basically follows the plot through numerous movie clips, and every now and then is asked to make decisions, be it a reply to a character, the left or right path, or even some quick time events. Aside from this, the player is also thrown into battles at certain key points of the game, where the game switches to a static first-person view in which the player has to kill whatever enemy or boss. They have battle sequences where they don't even just redo the boss fights from the NES games. So it's so it's a it's it's a visual novel slash first-person shooter. Uh, it, basically the first person shooting segments sound like, uh, in very involved QTEs. Uh, you're moving a cursor on, I'm looking at a video right now. Yeah. It's a, okay. yeah, it's kind of like an arcade shooter. Uh, this was on the Sega Saturn and the PlayStation 1. And I assume it's never released outside of Japan? Uh, I don't believe so. So I mean, if it was, you'd have a title saying Mega Man instead of Rockman. Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, I mean, the game's called Rockman. I uh, I I gotta appreciate that Wily apparently just uses this ancient temple. Sure, let's go with that uh, to yeah. recreate his robots from two and three. Like, hey, if it ain't broke, yeah. you know, <laughs> don't. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't make it. They were, but new... they are broke. They were classics, man. <laughs> just... <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, they lost already. <laughs> Uh, Tall, how do you think that uh, Super Adventure Rockman compares to Thing Bounces Back, a.k.a. Coil Cop, a 2D PC platformer where you ride around in some tubes and, like, get crushed by weights? You know, I don't think this game actually looks that bad. Okay. Okay. It's basically just, like, three episodes of a cartoon where sometimes you choose dialogue and then sometimes you shoot... Yeah. How much does this sell for? Yeah, I, uh, I have no idea. I mean, I assume it was full price when it came out, whatever that was for a Sega Saturn game in Japan. And then $180. came out in 1998. <laughs> I mean, if it's the price of, like, a VHS with three episodes, that's that seems like a perfectly yeah. fine purchase for a young child who likes Mega Man. That's fair. That's fair. So that's a vote for Rockman? Yes. All right. Uh, Graham? Over over thing bounces back. Uh-huh. That's what we're. Um, I'm. Uh, you play as a, You play as the thing on a spring from the game Thing on a Spring. It's a sequel. Uh, he is a coil with a frog's head and a clown nose, and also uh, some basketball shoes on the other side. He bounces around. I, and he... I I I dared to hope for just a moment that the thing in the title was uh, the ever loving blue eyed thing Ben Grimm yep. himself, and since it's not. Yeah, it's uh, I have to give this one to Super Adventure Rockman. 
Okay. Jason? Yeah, I have the same grudge against Thing Bounces Back <laughs> as has yeah. been established previously, so I'm going to go yeah. with Super Adventure Rockman. Okay. Uh, Lav, that decides the vote, but is there any yeah, uh, does, um... input you want to put in? No, I don't really have anything to add. All right, that's Why fair. <laughs> okay. Uh, notably, by voting this game over Thing Bounces Back, we have knocked Thing Bounces Back in definitively into the bottom half of the list. It will now be difficult to evaluate it for a long time. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that Fuck means it. we now need to look at the game at position 13. Lau, how do you think uh, Super Adventure Rockman compares to Die by the Sword, Limb from Limb? which was a third-person action game for the computer. It had a lot of... Uh, it was like a sword-fighting game with very in-depth sword-fighting mechanics. Uh, the Limb from Limb expansion, uh, specifically, added a like a bunch of multiplayer options. You can play as the female character, who was just a sort of damsel in distress figure in the base game, but now she's a playable character. Uh, you get to like play some kind of hockey mini game with your sword. I think you're like batting around an orc head or something like that. Okay, so hockey, I'm sold. It wins. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so that's one vote for Die by the Sword. Jason, I think I heard no, you agree. No, that's one vote for sword hockey. Okay, that's part of Die by the Sword. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Jason, are you agreeing with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, sword hockey, yeah, I can't vote against sword hockey. I mean, that's, okay. yeah. Okay. No, <laughs> Graham. I neglected to mention also that one of the like armor for the main character is like a full suit of chainmail up in the upper body, and then nothing but a loincloth on the lower body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm looking at some stuff from Die by the Sword right now, and just at a, at a glance, this looks metal as hell. So I'm yeah. I'm gonna go with Die by the Sword. All right, uh, Tall. Anything you want to uh, add to this? Would it be fair to say that the main appeal of "Die from the Sword, Limb from Limb" is the brutal violence? Um, I, I think they try to sell themselves on the idea of the like complex swordplay. Um, that that was the big selling point on like all the marketing material we looked at. Well, um, I'm looking at the giant bomb wiki, and the entire description of this game is more slashing with your sword, exclamation point, and nothing else. <laughs> Fair I mean, how could you go wrong with that description? Yeah. I think... I mean, I know you could make a bad game out of that, right. slashing your sword, but... But, uh, it's not like you were leading into a, a point with that. I think what may not be immediately apparent about Super Adventure Rockman is that it's actually a hardcore, mature game for adult gamers. KG okay. and Fumi <laughs> were arguing it was for children. Said earlier, of it, but go the on. ultimate unspoken rule about making a game that is geared towards children is that you simply cannot kill anyone. But here, you have military helicopters falling out of the sky and people dying in droves. If it had been up to me, I would have at least made it so they all got away safely via parachutes or something. Then, as if oh, that was okay. enough, roll dies. To top it all off, the what? whole world is destroyed. What? Well, what? <laughs> what happens in that game? Hey, spoilers. Roll dies <laughs> to top it off. The whole world is destroyed. <laughs> Go, good grief. Alright, so that's the good grief. So I'm going to vote for Mega Man. Yeah, you know what? After that description, I'm going to vote for Mega Man too. And in fact, I'm going to give anyone a quick no, moment if they want to reverse their vote. Luke, we're not ranking Mega Man 2. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant. I'll also, I'll give I got you again, Luke. Rock I got gotcha. you. 
Would anyone like to change their vote after hearing that description, or are they still confident in voting for Die by the Sword? Do they do sword hockey in the Super Adventure Rockman game? Uh, I don't think so. I can't vote against <laughs> it. <laughs> I... All right. That's that's fair. That's yeah, fair. I'm sticking I'm sticking to my guns. Or rather okay. my swords. Go sword hockey. You know, by yeah. <laughs> Let's see, twenty five minus thirteen is twelve, so we need to look at the number six position down. Uh one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh Tall, how do you think that compares to IL two Sturmovic, the uh World War Two f- flight combat simulator with up to one hundred player online play? Is the whole world destroyed in Isle Dash 2 Sturmovic? No, I mean, I think World War II is about stopping the whole world from being destroyed. Well, then I think Probably. Super I don't know. Adventure I didn't Rockman is attention. clearly the more mature game. I think you're probably right about that. You're a, you're a, you're a bloodthirsty man, aren't you? <laughs> um, Deep down, uh, I... <laughs> that's... <laughs> uh, wow, that's a... Okay, uh, Sturmovic, uh, I'm casting back my mind to that episode mm-hmm. that we, that I heard about that one secondhand. You know what, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Sturmovic on this one. Okay, that's okay. Me. That's me. Jason? Yeah, I feel like I uh, may have given IL2 Sturmovic a bad rap in the last review, or in the last okay. episode of this. I'm going to give it... Okay. Uh, and keeping that in mind, I'm going to vote for Super Adventure Rockman. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lau, we have a vote of two to one so far. How are you feeling? I think I'd go with Stemowick. Mm. I mean, because I know that I'm pretty sure Juice Cannon of Jan Bomb have played that in videos. That's true. He has. That's entertaining. He, he has said good so, things about it. I mean, he's played a lot of other flight simulators but mm-hmm. okay if if you scan one like this it has to be good right drew scanlon yeah. <laughs> yeah what's not to love uh all right well that's three votes for Sturmovic, so it takes it in which case uh my dog wait, is say was... bothering me to pet him uh wait i think i got confused about how the world works wait what i never i thought it'd be Two to two. Well, no, no, no. Clearly, yeah. clearly <clears throat> I'm not paying Tall attention. voted Rockman, Graham and Jason voted Sturmovic. Alright, yeah. Yeah. That's so let's see. Fun. One, two, three, four, five, six. So another. Don't one. mind me. So let's see. One, two, three. Lau, how do you think it compares to Starship Chameleon, uh, an early, early 80s British video game that was. Uh, distributed on cassette tape compatible only with an old british computer where you play as a ufo that has to collide with bombs as they're dropped by aliens and you have to match the color of your ship to the bombs and sort of a hyper proto ikaruga sort of thing do the bombs blow up the whole world uh mm, i don't know i think eventually given enough bombs they would but I, okay, I don't. But we know that the world gets blown up in Super Adventure Rockman, so let's go with that. That is true. All right, so that's one vote for Rockman, uh, Jason. Well, if my understanding of physics from the movie Armageddon uh, is correct, you can't blow up a world from dropping bombs on the outside because, I mean, if you hold a firecracker in your hand, it's not going to blow up your hand. But if you close uh-huh. your hand around the firecracker, what are we talking about? 
I don't know. But it sounds like you're voting for Rock Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, Graham. Um, okay, Starship Chameleon was on a cassette tape. Yeah. Yeah, that computer said use cassette. I mean, not the audio cassette. Right, right, right. Like, no, no, I mean, you, like it's the same cassette. like format. You could stick it into. I a mean, it's still player. on a tape. But like, you could just get a bunch of weird screeching, shape. but it, you could put it into a if, uh, tape deck. If yeah, if Venom Snake popped it into his Walkman, what would he? Yeah, exactly. Uh, what would he? What if would he hear? Playing Melchior One. I mean, um, you can like... get cassettes <laughs> with computer code on them in Metal Gear Solid Five, and it's just beeping and booping. Really? Yeah, in uh, uh, Ground Zeroes, you can. Huh. Yeah. Oh, learn something new every day about Metal Gear. Yeah, Solid. no, it's a piece of um, a ROM of an adventure game that Hideo Kojima used to play in the '80s. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. God. And the rest no, of the ROM is encoded in those weird too. barcode lens flares that happen sometimes in Phantom Pain. He is one hundred percent. I hate serious. that man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's. that's <laughs> I believe you. I absolutely me. believe you. Um, what were we? Rockman, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Rockman. I, okay, I think that was three <laughs> votes for Rockman. Uh, Tal, I assume you're voting for Rockman, too. You've been a pretty big proponent of it mm-hmm. so far. All right, uh, <laughs> I'll go ahead and make that unanimous. In which case, uh, we now have to compare it to Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people, the uh, Telltale Adventure game uh, based on the Homestar Runner franchise. Uh, Tal, I know you're not a huge Homestar Runner fan, but this is adventure game versus adventure game. Which one do you think you'd go for? Super Adventure Rockman is more of an FMV game. Is novel really an adventure game? Yeah, I suppose you're right. Yeah. Uh, I like FMV games, so Rockman. Let's be pedantic okay. here. Okay. Uh, Graham? I have actually played Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People and, and liked it uh, quite a bit, actually. It was nothing groundbreaking, okay. but it was a fun time, so I'm going to go with Strong Bad. Okay, okay. Jason. I'm always going to go with Strong Bad. That's fair. Uh, yeah, uh, Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people. I haven't played, but it has one of the best names of any game I've seen on this list. <laughs> okay, great. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with that one. <clears throat> Lau? Uh, I don't really know much about uh, Homestar Runner, but Strong Bad was... Let me tell you, friend. Poker Knight at the inventory, uh-huh. and he seemed pretty funny, so... Okay. Hopefully his game is also funny, and things that are funny are... Good. Okay. Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people. Okay, yeah, I am also going to go with Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people, which uh, settles uh, Super Adventure Rockman's position in the list directly above that and below Sturmovic. Strong Bad even Mexican? I thought we voted for Strong Bad over Super Adventure Rockman. Yeah. You're right. I. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hosting a podcast is hard. It's hard work. I would know because I've never. It, it's good to know that like my inability to tell up from down was not a matter of exhaustion because now I haven't recorded one of these in a couple days, so it's just me being an idiot. Yeah, yeah, man, you're you're fresh. You should be. Uh, yeah. Ready to go? Go another thirteen rounds here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as Strong Bad being Mexican, I they've never addressed it head on, but he does have two siblings, and neither of them have any kind of Mexican. Uh, you know, ness to them. They don't have any kind of luchador tradition. So I mean, strong hey, bad culturally hey man, uh, appropriating lucha libre. I'm really well, no, because that's not like a luchador mask. That's his face. He's taken it off before, and it was incredibly painful. And like, like peeling the skin off of his face. You know, they don't. They don't have to be 
biologically related to be family, man. Have you learned nothing from the Fast and the Furious franchise? I guess that's true. Uh, <laughs> wow, in that case, uh, how do you compare Super Adventure Rockman to Gremlins 2 The New Batch? The uh, 2D NES brawler based on the uh, hit movie? <laughs> Question mark? Featuring Hulk Hogan? Movie games are bad. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? So, uh, feature, two, featuring Hulk Hogan. Movie games are bad. Super Adventure Rockman. Okay. Okay. Jason? I mean, do I. I I'm going to have to pull out that article again from AtariMania.com. Oh, uh, do you remember the relevant quote? Uh, which one? I don't know. I don't know why you're going back to it. Oh, here. Remember. Yeah, quote, George drops cigar ash on you, and sexy oh, girl that. blows deadly kisses. Yeah, okay. Okay, so that's a vote for Gremlins. Uh, Graham? Uh, as a movie tie-in, I have to assume it was complete garbage, so I'm going to go with uh, Rockman. Okay, Tall? Gremlins 2 title screen is really good, so I'm going to vote Gremlins. It is a good... Yeah, okay. That leaves it to me to break the tie. Um, I am also going to give it to Gremlins. I don't know. Uh, the idea of a Rockman adventure game sounds okay to me, but something about this just, I don't know. It doesn't seem great. It seems kind of like a cash-in in a way that I don't, I'm not wild about. Uh, so it's ranked. It goes directly below Gremlins 2, the new batch, and directly above Starship Chameleon. Uh, that means it is time to look at our next game, which Jesus, is... Jesus, that was Wait, one game. Above. Yeah. This process gets longer and longer the longer the list gets. God. <laughs> wait, did you just say it was... Oh, wait, did you vote for Gremlins? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. No, this time I didn't make a mistake. Okay. So... I mean, it's arguable that no one's... Uh, we've made a mistake here. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't blame you for getting confused because I make mistakes frequently, but... Luke, Luke, do you ever feel like... Like Sisyphus, but every time that boulder rolls back down the hill, he looks up and the hill has gotten like a, a fifth as tall again. No, I mean I think we'll probably be done by like January sometime. <laughs> sure. Okay. All right. Yeah, but which year? I mean, we'll be so done. Anyway. We won't be finished. This is okay. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that is an important distinction. The next game here is Retro Fever for the Apple II. But it was released in 2014. So... See, I'm having trouble even finding any material on this. Because when you search for yeah. Retro Fever game, you well, just get yeah. a lot of, like, here's some random old shit games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Add Apple II to it, and then that'll help. Because I'm yeah. finding stuff. Uh, I will look say at Mr. Here. Search Engine Optimization over here. I'm <laughs> really good at Google. I don't. <laughs> uh, the uh, the user review for this game is a 4.4 out of 5, so it seems pretty well liked amongst people craving Apple II games. And this is a really well designed website. 2014. Uh, it's a hard life for the vintage computer collector. Unscrupulous sellers driving up prices. Perfectly good hardware being destroyed forever at recycling centers. Endless repairs. Heaps of parts cluttering up the house, and last but not least, severe disapproval from the spouse about all that junk lying around the place. These are exactly the kind of annoyances you'll face in Retro Fever, where the collecting hobby becomes a fast-paced action game. Your objective is to expand and maintain your collection of classic machines, which grows more difficult as the game progresses. Each round is comprised of three stages. The recycling center, where you snag computers off conveyor belts. The repair shop, uh, where there's bins full of parts and each machine needs a different one. The roadside, the sun travels across the sky, sending forth the dreaded UV rays which degrade and yellow the old plastic cases, 
Armed with a sunshade, your task is, is to protect the poor computers. But watch out for reckless drivers, as well as your once again unsupportive better half. There's a certain <laughs> amount of bitterness in this uh, description yeah. that I'm a little uncomfortable with. Each successive round will up the difficulty level, and should you lose all your lives, the greedy eBay dealer will gloat at your next at you next to his big vault of cash. So don't let him win, and keep the hobby alive. Uh, so did the Luke. developers of this create a game about their own lives? Yeah, uh, <laughs> sounds like a very personal game. Luke, your your the voice that you use for like reading borderline ad copy with the the very clear undertone that it's it's complete bullshit is uh -huh. uh, is second to none. Oh, that's thank some, you. Yeah, that's that's really impressive work there. Because this is I guess <laughs> maybe it is. <laughs> this game sounds like some Ernest uh, Cline bullshit. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it sounds accurate. Uh, Ernest Klein wrote uh, Ready Player One, and, oh. uh, and more recently oh, yeah. Armada. It's it essentially, hey, remember the eighties? Yeah, Here they are. Yeah, yeah I can um, see that. I you know what? I, I I liked Ready Player One. You know, this isn't a, this isn't a book review podcast. I, I did not like all books. I did not like Armada, but let's move on. Uh, Tal, how do you think this compares to Mac Ninja, a shareware Macintosh fighting game where you're a karate student that has to fight off a ninja? It's in black and white because Mac computers used to be in grayscale. So we're looking at a legitimate old Mac game versus a modern game trying to ape an old Mac game. Mac Ninja is infinitely superior. <laughs> okay. Uh, Graham? Uh, I'm, yeah, Mac Ninja. Okay. Jason? Uh, honestly, I'm a little impressed at the level of commitment here in programming this on the Apple II in 2014. So that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is neat. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Retro Fever, if nothing okay. else, just to have a minority opinion on this. Okay. Lau? Wait, I think I missed something. Okay. So is it an actual Apple II game, but it's yes. made recently? Yes. It's, it's made by That's old stupid. computer nerds for old computer nerds. Like, explicitly so. That's stupid. The whatever the ninja game you mentioned. Alright. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's three for Mac Ninja. I kind of would have given it... Well, no, Mac Ninja's legit. This thing's a copycat. Oh, yeah, Mac Ninja. Yeah. So, let's see. Now we need to look at uh, the 13th game down. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Uh, Lau, how do you think it compares to City Racer, a GameCube racing game that is so generic that its name is a little difficult to Google. Well, Retro Fever was kind of generic, difficult yeah. to Google too, so... Yeah. Which game... Can you just rate them on which is more obscure? I mean, you can rate... <laughs> listen, how you come to your decision is yours alone. Alright, uh, let's go with Retro Fever. Okay. Uh, I think it's probably more obscure. All right, Jason. Uh, I'm watching gameplay video of Retro Fever where a man is using an umbrella in the middle of a street to prevent his computers from being yellowed, and right, uh, it's something else. Okay. So I'm going to go with that. Okay, uh, Graham. I'm something else implies nothing about. The <laughs> well, City Racers doesn't really in, uh, imply anything about it at all so yeah well it implies that you race in a city it, you I do don't do that in that game i uh, i'm yeah. looking for gameplay videos of city racer yeah. and i have found 
I found one on YouTube which is about a minute and a half. It's ten minutes long. It's about a minute and a half of actual gameplay footage, and then and then nine minutes of a black screen. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's a metaphor for the game uh, as as a whole or what, but uh, it's a metaphor for life. That uh, yeah, but that minute and a half was uh, was boring as shit. So I got I'm gonna give this one to to Retro Fever. Okay, let's see for Retro Fever. Uh, Lau, how did you vote again? I said Retro Fever. Okay, uh, so it's decided. But Tal, do you have anything you want to add? I really appreciate City Racer's commitment to being as generic as possible. It looks like a video game okay. that was made to be played on a TV show. So I'm gonna vote for City Racer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're not wrong. I can see that being on the. The 2000s revival of Nick Arcade, <laughs> which didn't happen, but it could have. Uh, so that is... I'm going to also vote for Retro Fever. Um, Don't TV shows just hide Excel spreadsheets in Prince of Persia a while within? Oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tall, I'm loath to even bother asking, but how do you think Retro Fever compares to Leisure Suit Larry Magna Cum Laude? Gosh, which one is more misogynist? <laughs> I don't know. There's like a, a small... There's there's tinges of misogyny around Retro Fever, whereas that's kind of the point of Leisure Suit Larry. You know, I'm going to have to vote for Leisure Suit Larry. Really? Why is that? Because... At least Laser Shoot Larry is looking forward into the future instead of being stuck in the past. Okay. With That's a leisure true. suit? <laughs> <laughs> that is a fair point. Yeah, but the Magna Cum Laude uh, was like the attempt to bring Laser Suit Larry into the future, do something new and fresh with right. it. I'm right. not sure they succeeded well but he's saying they made the attempt that's not the point okay uh graham how are you voting uh i'm standing my by my my previous position that well unless i went back on that previous position at some point that leisure suit larry is is fucking trash so i'm gonna go with uh retro fever okay okay uh jason yeah uh fuck leisure suit larry (laughs) uh i mean that's really all i have to say about it so. All right. Isn't that what he wants, though? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Do not fuck Leisure Suit Larry. Whatever yeah, you okay. do. Okay, uh, I'll amend that statement. Fuck Leisure Suit Larry, but not literally. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, Lau? Uh, so, to go back to the point about which game is more misogynist, I think Leisure Suit Larry is at least upfront about it. Okay, I've heard that argument <laughs> so before. I'm going to go yeah. that. Okay, uh, so that is two votes for Retro Fever, two votes for Leisure Suit Larry. Um, and we have a tiebreaker. Yeah, I've got to go with Retro Fever. I, I think it's just, uh, I, I do think there's something kind of neat about making a fucking Apple II game in 2014. You know, that's that's something I haven't seen before. Or ever will again. <laughs> he made one in 2013 also. Oh, good, good for him. <laughs> yeah, I guess he stopped after after Retro Fever. He well, reaches where peak. else was well, there maybe to he's go. still Oops. going and he just, he just <laughs> don't know about it. All right, uh, Lau, how do you think it compares to Koi Koi Shimasho Two Super Real Hanafuda, the uh, sort of anime themed video Hanafuda game? I think Hanafuda takes it. Okay, okay, uh, Jason. I don't know what that is. All right, so it's, it's basically Japanese video poker. Oh man, what? 
Yeah. No. Okay. No. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> Graham? Um, can I... When I play Hanafuda, do, can uh-huh. I get some sort of token or meaningless physical object that I can then take next door to the Yakuza-owned business that operates so, there and trade it in? I, for... I can't answer that definitively. Uh, Dustin, who is uh, our anime correspondent for this place, <laughs> uh, has told us that uh, he doesn't know this game specifically, but often games like this that have sort of cute anime girls on the packaging and stuff generally reward you for winning with uh, very slightly risque pictures of the anime girls. Oh, we're definitely on a theme in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, retro fever. Okay. Okay. Tall. The Apple II is a couple decades old, right? Uh, yeah. Hanafuda is a couple centuries old. So Hanafuda is more retro than Retro Fever. So Hanafuda. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, it's time to me to break the tie again. Um, I'm going to give it to Retro Fever. It's it's honestly a toss-up at this point for me, though. Uh, yeah. If I didn't need to break this tie, I'd probably just abstain from this vote because... I'm pretty ambivalent about both of these games. Yeah, I'm 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 picturing like dudes in the Edo period playing yeah. Hanafuda and getting bamboo scrolls with scantily clad uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh geishas on them and, oh, and getting real pumped about that. Yeah. Uh is that it is what I just said racist. I'm not sure, but we'll probably explore bit. that later on. So Yeah. Um that's okay. It's not the most racist thing I guess to say on this show. So you're yeah, fine. you vote for Sturmovic. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, Tall. Then uh, if Retro Fever goes above Hanafuda, uh, how do you think it compares to the Nightmare of Juwaga Fushigi no Dungeon, a PlayStation Two entry in the Mystery Dungeon franchise? The Epic of Gilgamesh is even older than Hanafuda, so it is again more retro than Retro That's Fever. True. It's the oldest written story. Okay, uh, Graham. Wait, is that game based on the Epic of Gilgamesh? Yeah, we should we should establish it. The story of that game is loosely based on the Epic of Gilgamesh. Um, I man, I gotta respect that. I'm gonna go with uh, whatever the fuck that is. Retro Fever. No, what? We, no, Hanafuda has been ha- ranked. Oh, you mean you're going with Nightmare of Juwaga? Yes, that one. That one. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jason. Yeah. Um, I'm just remembering how long it took me to figure out how to find any information on it last time and how proud of myself I was for you doing so. Proud of yourself. Yeah, so uh just gonna let that sustain me and vote for Nightmare of Druaga again. Okay. Uh so that's three votes for Druaga. That is a settled vote. Uh Lau, do you have anything you wanna add? Just the the Druaga title makes me want to know more. Okay. Well uh <laughs> just because I have no idea what that I means. said it was difficult to reach, but, but against all possibility, we reached it. Lau, how do you think that uh <laughs> Retro Fever compares to the thing bounces back, aka Coil Cop? Uh Well, other people have said bad things about Thing Bounces Back, but I don't have the personal experience to Confirm or deny that. I mean, it, it looks fine. It's a 2D platformer. It's a little forgettable, but there's nothing. I think that's a thing bounces back. All right. All right. Uh, Jason. I'm I not. Mean, I forget lots of things. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't want to let the thing bounce back any more than it already has. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with Retro Fever here. The rare spite vote. Graham, how are you voting? Um, All my votes are spite votes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wait, that's other kinds? Yeah, I I still got to go with Retro. I was not probably briefed. <laughs> I got to go with Retro Fever. I'm still sore about, uh, about Thing Bounces Back falsely okay. advertising thir- certain things to me, so... Okay, literally certain things. Certain, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tall. What got? Alright, that is... That ties it up, dang it. I was hoping I wouldn't have to break a tie. But, uh... Hmm. Yeah, I'm also gonna spitefully vote for thing for uh, Retro Fever. I'm tired of talking about the thing bounces back. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. Once again, much like uh, Super Real Hanafudo, I'm kind of ambivalent at this point. Those games, neither of them really hit me at all. But uh, let's see. That brings us to Z-Wolf, which I feel like I've heard of before, but I don't know anything about. Uh, uh, I'm looking at some gameplay on it right now. It's a, it is a 3D shoot em up where you fly a, uh, a helicopter gunship over a number of different missions and okay. uh, and shoot at stuff. Uh, weirdly, right. the, weirdly, the images it uh, gave me on Google are a really large, ugly gray fish, and I don't understand. <laughs> the, yes, I, yeah, the, 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 the Zeewolf is, a, is a, the German name of a certain species of fish. Uh, <laughs> a very ugly one I, yes as you I mentioned like to point out <laughs> okay. that the title isn't spelled sea wolf as an ocean wolf but mm. said wolf right, right. in europe is this game yeah, called z wolf yeah z as in uh <laughs> z wolf uh, let me see if it says anything about that i don't see that on the moby games page oh but... it's a catfish oh okay uh, <laughs> why is it called um, wolf the the logo because they don't think it's a cat they yeah. think it's a wolf. The logo for the, the for the on the box art also looks also looks weirdly like a like kind of a shitty version of that Witcher three uh, wolf medallion. Uh, I was gonna say it looks kind of like the Thundercats <laughs> logo. Uh, yeah, kind of so like that too. Maybe the Witcher three has a shitty version of the Z Wolf logo. Yeah, this uh, yeah. is a poor interpretation. <laughs> Holy shit! I found a yeah. blog post that is criticizing mind. Atari for ripping off Z Wolf in their publishing of the Witcher game. Wait, what? Seriously? <laughs> <I'll link> it. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Man, Which I one's really one's hoping you guys proof that Atari. <laughs> Creatively bankrupt. Atari is creatively bankrupt. I was really hoping you guys wouldn't find my personal blog on this podcast. I don't care what kind of heartless bastard you think you are. As far as I'm concerned, it's always a little sad to see a video game company pack it all in and leave the industry for good. Well, it's not the kind of news that generally gets a lot of attention. I was sad to see a claim throw in the towel a few years ago. But don't even get me started on my emotions for the recently deceased Telenet Japan. Okay, I won't. Phallus, Final Zone 2, Cosmic Fantasy, and a bunch of other exciting 16-bit games. Well, I don't know if they're exciting or not. We haven't ranked them yet. I am uh, very confused by the bottom half of this article where it says more recent defunct games articles, including the Xbox just ain't happening and Metroid 64 and Kid Icarus 64 are almost done. Those are those are not recent at all compared to The Witcher. I Metroid 64 got canceled a long time ago. 360 hard drive will I, I, double as an iPod? 
Oh, that's, what? Uh, that's true. I've done it. Modern Review, Just uh, Cause 3. That seems out of place. Okay. So Okay, so the retro rumors section appears to be where they look back at rumors from days past and how ridiculous they were. Oh, I see. So, like, I'm I looking agree. at that Metroid 64 and Kid Icarus one, and they are they're looking at rumors from the March 97 issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly, and and uh, I don't I don't even know I don't this is I mean, a, a rabbit hole. When you know the truth. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I kind of like it true. better as an idea that someone is still working on those games and they're <laughs> earnestly recording it. <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, who's to say I'm not working in those games right now? Yeah. It's the perfect metaphor. Well, I'll, well, I'll be honest. I'll say I'm not working on those games. Okay. But I could be. All right. It's the perfect metaphor. No matter what Atari tries to do, they find themselves taking from the past. As a publisher, Atari has been criticized for spitting out one bad licensed game after another, flooding the market with generic games that are quickly put together with no care for quality. The Witcher was Atari's answer to that charge. It was going to be the company's first give role-playing game in years the kind of game that even hardened game journalists were excited about to be completely fair the witcher's licensed off a line of books but at this moment not a lot of us people populating north america are real familiar with the writing of <laughs> ansrez sapowski after reading nothing but anime fighting games and boring retro compilations atari was on the brink of giving us something worth talking about but as always atari blew it Instead of focusing on the great atmosphere, fantastic story, and superb soundtrack, we're sitting here talking about how Atari decided to steal somebody else's cover art. I expect no. so much more from Atari. Yeah, we are talking. No, about. you're sitting here talking. You're sitting here talking about how Atari decided to steal somebody else's cover art. No, like no one else is talking played. about that. I like how this guy plays oh. Atari for it and doesn't mention CD Projekt Red at all. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, to be fair, we did mention that it looked like it ripped off. Uh, the Z Wolf cover art, or vice versa, before we even knew about the existence of this website. So yeah. he's not wrong. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. I mean, he had to wait until I mean, some random podcast found out in the future. Hey, real quick question: Why is yeah, the uh, yeah, why can I see maybe they had the medallion on the why can I see oh. the Bioware logo on the Witcher PC box art? I think they used uh, the maybe they engine helped or something. with like debugging or something. I don't know. That's no, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tall, how do you think this game compares to Retro Fever? What is this game again? Oh, it's a shoot 'em up. Uh, Z-Wolf. <laughs> uh, I, I guess it's better than Retro Fever. <laughs> okay, Graham. Uh, I'm looking at some some Z-Wolf videos, and that this actually looks like uh, you know, like a game that oh, okay. you can really play. Uh, and and I think I've previously established how much I like helicopters shooting at things Absolutely. when we discussed D-Force. Uh, D-Force. Like. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Z-Wolf. Okay. Uh, Jason? Um, yeah, I'm watching a video of it, too, and uh, it's making me want to vote for Retro Fever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Good. I'm going to vote for Retro Fever. All right. Lau? Uh, Z-Wolf. Okay, that is three for Z-Wolf. I was going to give it to Retro Fever, but uh, Retro... F- uh, no, Z-Wolf pulls ahead. Go ahead and register your, your feudal vote, if you, uh, if you would like. Sure, no, I was just going <laughs> to say, again, I think there's something sort of interesting and charming about programming an Apple II game in 2014. That's really all it comes down to. I think that's sort of neat. I won't go any further than that. It's sort of <laughs> neat. <laughs> well, on the bright side, we shouldn't have to discuss thing bounces back on this part. So, yeah. hooray. Yeah, we can't possibly this time. 
so Lau, how do you compare it to Dive by the Sword, Limb from Limb? Sword hockey. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Jason? Yeah, um, sword hockey. All right. Graham? Sword hockey. Tall? D by the sword. All righty. Uh, let's see. So that brings us to 26 minus 14 is 12. We need to look at the number 7. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Tal, how do you think it compares to Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people? I'm going to have to vote for Strong Bad. Okay, okay. Graham? Uh, Strong Bad. Jason? Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people is still a much better name than most games on this list. And is, seeing how I haven't played any of these, right? that's really the only metric I have. Okay, okay. Uh, wow. Strong Bad. I'll give it to Strong Bad also. In which case, we're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six. So, flip our old coin a here. One, two, three. Wow, how do you think uh, Z Wolf compares to Busy Scissors, the uh, Wii and Nintendo DS uh, haircutting game, which I actually watched some footage of finally? I mean, we said oh, this yeah. was better than Strong Bad, or we said Strong Bad was better. And now we're putting it ahead of Strong Bad. Leave me alone. Why do you gotta be so mean? <laughs> I got it. Someone's gotta stick up for Strong Bad. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. In that case, Lau, since we're apparently paying attention on this show, which goes completely well, against not. the spirit I'm of this video game. <laughs> thank you for honoring the spirit of this podcast. How do you think it compares to Starship Chameleon? I think Starship Chameleon is a better title. Okay, okay. Uh, Jason? Uh, I mean, if we're going to go by titles again, I'm going to go with... Uh, well, Starship Chameleon is a better title, but I've decided to not be consistent, so I'm going to go with uh, Z-Wolf. Okay, that's fair. Graham? <laughs> Z-Wolf. Alright, tall. Starship Chameleon. Okay, that means it's time to me to break the tie. I'm going to go with Starship Chameleon. Its box art looks like a Boston album. Uh, in which case, I'm going to toss a coin here. Okay, let's see. So, uh, Tal, how do you think it compares to Space Farmers, the uh, online co-op only sort of Zelda-ish uh, indie game on Steam? Can you play Z-Wolf single player? As far as I know, yes. Z-Wolf. Okay, Graham. Uh, I'm, okay, Space Farmers? Yeah, so, like I said, you cannot play that game single player, but when you buy it, you get a second copy to gift a friend. Uh, the art style looks No, kind of... okay. no, no, fuck that, no. Okay. Uh, uh, are we still ranking Z-Wolf? Z-Wolf. Yeah, still ranking Z-Wolf. God. Jason? One of the levels on Space Farmers looks like it's on a pool table, and that sucks, so... <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, uh, wow, Z-Wolf is taking it, but do you have anything to say? Uh, you called uh, Space Farmers Zelda like, so I like Zelda. I um, want to know about that. Okay. It's like some Four Swords um, bullshit. Zelda's good. I know what Zelda is. All right. Uh, Space Farmers. All right. Uh, I'm also going to go for Space Farmers, but uh, Z Wolf takes it. In which case, we have ranked Z Wolf. It goes directly above Space Farmers, directly above. <laughs> You're so mad about that. <laughs> okay, so our next game to rank is Arabian Magic. Which, uh, I don't know, this doesn't sound like it's going to be 
a very tasteful <laughs> game. Uh, it is an arcade game uh, made by the Taito Corporation. A long, long time ago, the evil one invaded the peaceful kingdom of Shahariyard, and its king that ruled Bless the you. same. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, and its king that ruled the same kingdom was transformed into a monkey. In order to restore the king back to his true self, the jewel of seven colors must be retrieved and the evil hex released. But formidable monsters are lurking along their path. The player controls one of four heroes: uh, Prince Lasid, Princess Lisa, Sinbad, and Afshal. Each with their own characteristics and unique attacks, as well as basic attacks. The hero can summon genie. This sounds like maybe a 2D brawler. Yeah, it is. Brawler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a. Brawler. It's like it's like fantasy Arabian. Uh... You know, River City oh. Ransom or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, yeah, four-player brawler with uh, Arabian theming. Uh, Tall? I think Arabian Magic looks pretty good. Yeah, it seems okay. Box art's great. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, so that's one vote for... Well, I didn't even say what we're comparing it to, did I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope, Arabian Magic takes it. How do you think it compares to Mac Ninja? I will vote for Arabian Magic. Okay, okay. Graham? Uh, yeah, I would I would play I would probably play a lot of Arabian Magic if I came across it at an arcade. Uh, yeah, I'd spend a yeah. lot of time on that. So yeah, Arabian Magic. All right, Jason. I'm watching a video of him fighting a giant uh, like bird of prey on a flying carpet with a scimitar. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Okay, Lau. I'd give Arabian Magic a try. I would not want to try Mac Ninja. Okay. Arabian. All right, then that is a unanimous vote for. Uh, Arabian Magic, in which case we are now looking at International Superstar Soccer Deluxe, the uh, Super Nintendo soccer game published by Konami. Very good game. Uh, in South America, they had a, an extensive homebrew scene for it. Uh, Lau, how do you think it compares? Uh, I think Arabian Magic takes it because okay. if they call it soccer and not football, how do you know they're serious about football? Okay, I think we went over this last time, and it probably is called. Yes, I know. Probably is called football in countries that call it football. I mean, Pro Evolution <laughs> Soccer is called Pro Evolution Soccer World. Oh, is it? Well, fair enough then. Mm. The Japanese okay. title is Jikyo uh, World Soccer Two Fighting Eleven. All right, so apparently it's just called. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> fair enough. Outside of Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Jason. Um, in that boss fight with the bird he just summoned a genie who punched a shit out of the bird and now he's summoning <laughs> tinier birds and okay. feathers to shoot at the guy okay so yeah arabian magic okay okay uh graham arabian magic Ab- right. by, yeah absolutely uh tall i will vote for arabian magic all right uh once again by uh unanimity arabian magic moves up uh, so, Tall, how do you think it compares to Need for Speed Underground, the uh, entry in the massively popular racing franchise that made drifting a central part of the gameplay? It even had a drift mode. I think Arabian Magic is better. Okay, okay. Graham? I, I never played Need for Speed Underground, and I don't... Recall if that was one of the fairly well received ones or it not. It was. It was a well received one. Uh, and I do like You've to go a lot fast, about and I have spoken police. about how uh, speed is my religion. Right. Um, 
if you gave me the choice, mm-hmm. I would probably go with Need for Speed. Okay. Jason? See, I'm torn here because okay. this game looks good. Yeah. But the further this goes up the list, the more likely it is this game knocks Cross 3D out of the top five, and I can't have that. Okay, yeah, that's true. So, uh, just to block that from happening, I'm going to go with Need for Speed Underground. Okay, well, we've got uh, one... I'd say Need for Speed Underground. Okay, I was, I was going <laughs> to Let me stop five. you right there, Luke. Need for Speed. <laughs> well, I, I know. <laughs> I was just going to say I was also going to vote for Arabian Luke, Magic. Luke, the man voted. I know, he voted. I was just voicing my minority opinion, but I guess we're not doing that I guess, anymore. no, you know what, I, guess, I suppose it's a free country. <laughs> I mean, it is America. Anyway, one... Well, for you it is. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please be sensitive to our Danish I guests. live in a dirty socialist hell. <laughs> And I like it. All right, well, how does your dirty socialist sensibilities uh, think about Bionic Commando 2009? I fucking love Bionic Commando 2009. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I assume that's a vote for it over Arabian Magic? Yeah. All right, Jason? Uh, well, sure, but the the he lost his life in the game, and he turned into a fatter person with, like, a mace. Wait, what? It's a ball. It's a ball with spikes on a chain. What the fuck? And then he summoned another giant genie to punch a shit out of oh, the bird. You're saying in Arabian Magic? I thought you were talking about Bionic Commando. Like, wait, what? <laughs> that one got I'm weird. About, I'm talking about both. <laughs> right. Now he's fighting clay so soldiers. That, that does not occur in Bionic Commando okay. 2000. So, see, my cousin works at Nintendo, and he told me he knew someone <laughs> who worked on the company and made that, and he said it's in there. But you have to move the truck. Yeah. So, is, is that about for Arabian Magic? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Graham? <laughs> ah, man, every time I, I think I'm gonna go for something else, Jason comes in with a description of, of whatever weird shit is going on in Arabian Magic at that time, <laughs> yeah. and it, it sways me, so I gotta, yeah. I'm gonna go back to Arabian Magic. Okay, okay. Uh, so... Hey, but did you consider that in Bionic Commando, your wa- wife is in your arm? <laughs> I mean, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> that has, I didn't I've been did made not aware. know about that. Oh, yeah, there's the plot twist. Is that, oh, you don't know about Is that your robot that arm is powered by the soul of your dead wife? Huh. Yeah. Does that do anything for you? <laughs> it, it makes me go, huh. Okay. But then you go right back to watching Arabian magic videos? Yeah, I'm finding things I don't even have the vocabulary to describe in these videos. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll be enough. honest. The story in Bionic Commando... It's pretty stupid. <laughs> no. I think the gameplay makes up for it. He just fun. fought a Kraken in this somehow. That's pretty cool. And now he's in an ice cave. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Graham, how are you voting? Oh, did we not? Um, no, Arabian Arabian Magic. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Arabian Magic. Okay. Uh, that is... You guys are the worst. That's one for Bionic Commando, two for Arabian Magic. Tall, how are you voting? Arabian Magic. All right, I will say I was voting by a commando, but Arabian Magic takes it. Uh, in which case, okay, Luke, you're all right. The rest of you, you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> in which case, Tall, how do you think it compares to California Speed, the N64 arcade racer? I think where you can drive a forklift. Can you play as an Arab? Uh, I don't th- think so. Do you think there are more video games in which you can drive a forklift or more video games in which you can play as an Arab? (laughs) 
well, I only know of one off the top of my head where you can drive a forklift, and I know that there were at least two Aladdin games, so I'm actually going to say you can play as an Arab more often. Uh, hold on, let me look this up. I know. <laughs> Wait, you can drive a forklift in Shenmue, right? Oh, you yep, can that's, drive that's one two. in Shenmue. And the Shenmue guy was uh, in Sonic... He uh, plays as a Persian You can drive a forklift in Halo <laughs> Reach, Halo 4. Can you? Oh. Uh, I actually think it'd be a weirdly comparable number. <laughs> Which probably says a lot about our representation of people of Middle Eastern descent in our entertainment, but... Uh, hey, you can kill them in loads of modern first-person shooters. Isn't that enough? <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Arabian uh, Magic. Okay, okay. Graham? Over what? What are we... What's uh, the matchup? California Speed. Oh, man. Yeah. I know. Yeah, probably um, Arabian Magic. Okay, okay. Jason? Okay, well, I sent the the end credits picture for Arabian I like Magic. This. Yeah, I, I'm looking it's, at it. Uh, it's the three main characters that you can alternate between and a lady holding what appears to be an orangutan or i'm not sure what kind of monkey that I is believe it's right. a turban yeah remember i described it the story is that their king got turned into a monkey oh yeah he's yeah. wearing a pretty well, nice just, uh pretty nice some headgear there it's pretty yeah. sweet. he's got a good sultan hat yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah i i mean obviously i can't go against this okay all right <laughs> the monkey's got a hat well that is three for arabian magic loud do you have any uh thing you want to throw in here no, I. Uh. No, I. I'd probably go with Arabian Magic. Okay. Yeah, I think I would too. As much <laughs> as I love forklifts. Uh, in which case, there's only one game left to compare it to: American Turbo King, a Commodore 64 game where you drive a car that can like f- do sick jumps off of dirt hills and fly over rocks. And then you use a light gun to shoot baseballs at hippie drift racers and helicopters try to bomb you. Uh, Lau, how do you compare the... You were very taken with American Turbo King. American Turbo King's obviously. Okay, yeah, that's kind of your pet game We've on this list. We've established previously. Yeah. That uh, sounds... Sorry. Yeah, Is that my turn? No, I mean, you can speak if you have something to say. That sounds, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Uh, Jason, how are you voting? All right, you said you could use a light gun to shoot baseballs at hippies? Yeah. That's like my entire childhood. <laughs> <laughs> so American Turbo King. Okay, Graham? Uh, American Turbo King, by uh, a mile. All right, Tall? Is the frame rate on American Turbo King always this bad? Yes. But, like, it sounds cool, I don't but care. it's really chugging. It's the best like, game ever. Yeah, it chugs real bad, and it's a Commodore 64 game. The frame rate on Arabian Magic has not been st- uh, super great either, if we're going to use that as well, a Hold on, let me okay. find a video. <laughs> Alright, uh, while you're doing that, I will say I'm going to vote for Arabian Magic. But, I mean, American Turbo King's already won. So I mean, it won just by existing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will so, cast a minority vote for Arabian Magic. Yeah, you and me. But uh, American Turbo King is a game that the the description of it is amazing, but the execution is just so disappointing. Uh, well, okay, we only have one game left to uh, review opinion, this man. time. 
Uh, <laughs> and in this case, it is Cap'n Crunch, Crunchling Adventure. So, uh, I have looked into this, and I believe both me and Jason have played this game. I have definitely played this game. Yeah, I, have I have definitely too. played this game a lot. It was basically, like, a Why? Movie. Because it came for free on a like, box of cereal? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that's awesome. Yep. And our computer was terrible. Uh-huh. Yep. That sounds like so. my experience. Uh, game takes place in Volcanica, a place populated by crunchlings at the center of the Earth. The city... I'm sorry, what's a crunchling? Uh, uh... It's a little caveman-looking thing. Yeah. That's a little hairy. You know crunch... It's just part yeah. of the deep Captain Crunch lore. <laughs> Not... I mean, I think it's exclusive to this game. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, the city's mines have been infiltrated by thieves looking to steal all the crunchium which is needed to produce Cap'n Crunch cereals. So Cap'n Crunch is made yeah. out of a material mined from the center of the earth. That's I was not yeah. sure. Yeah. Isn't all good food? I'm pretty sure that's that's common knowledge. Uh, Cap'n Crunch attempts to remedy the situation by having a Crunchling challenge the thieves to an athletic competition. The Crunchling mm-hmm. trains for the challenge by practicing three games, each teaching a different skill. Yeah, if I remember it, there's like a skateboarding game... And yeah, actually, I have uh, the limit uh, the descriptions of them here from the giant bomb. Oh them. yeah, I'll go ahead and read them. Okay, so there is speed practice. It takes place in Backwardia, where everything is backwards. Uh, you race on a skateboard against turtle to finish line while collecting pieces of cereal and jumping over obstacles along the way for extra skill points. There is jumping, which takes place in Computica, which um, I'm not sure if you can figure it out by their naming convention. Yeah. It takes place in a place made of computer parts. Mm-hmm. So you jump on memory chips and collect pieces of Cap'n Crunch Crunch Berries, which sounds like a really kind of terrible thing to have inside of your computer. Yeah. And then there's Strength, uh, which takes place in Jurassica, uh-huh. where there are dinosaurs. And there's a Crunchosaurus. You throw rocks at the air to hit volcanic rocks and dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah, so if I remember right, the idea was that this had almost like a pet-raising function to it, whereas as you did these mini-games, you earned points to level up your Crunchling. Is is the Crunchling also an anime princess, though? No. No. Uh. Yeah, absolutely not. No, this is more like, uh, I feel like this game came out during... Well... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like this game came out during kind of the, the height of Neopets, and it was trying to capitalize mm. on that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, I will yeah. point out, you just said that you felt like Captain Crunch and Crunchberries are a bad thing to have in your computer, so I feel like, Jason, you've already voted down on this game. Uh, incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> that Crunchling, I mean, I don't know what we were voting against, but that Crunchling was yeah. saving that computer by doing his training exercises. Oh, I see, I see. Uh, let's see. Lau, how do you think it compares to Yokoyama Mitsutero Sango Kushi? The Super Famicom strategy game based on the anime, based on the manga, based on Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I have to be honest. These two games are both based on things I know absolutely nothing about. Oh, did they not have Captain I've Crunch in Denmark? I have never eaten Captain Crunch in my life. Oh, okay. I don't, I'm not even sure if it's something we have yeah. to. <laughs> okay. Uh, so... Well, yeah, Captain Crunch is like a, a nautical lawman. He's like a Navy person. I would assume in a 
country that has a, a nautical lawman. Yeah, you heard. Is that is that how you? Fairly you're... certain that's not how you. <laughs> his first name is Horatio. I'm just saying. Is it really? What's that? Yeah. No, no. He's like he fights pirates. Like, he used to have like a pirate nemesis that was always trying to steal his Captain Crunch. Why? No. Okay. Listen. No, you're making that up. No, I'm not. I'm super not. <laughs> that was like the original cartoon commercial. Hold on, I'm going to look for Captain Crunch lore. Uh, <laughs> let's get into it. Let me know what the Captain Crunch wiki has to say about this stuff. I'll go with oh, the and Cap- then he, had, uh, he also had, like, um, soggy, like, milk monsters that tried to make his cereal soggy, but Captain Crunch stood up to it. That was their and whole he, thing. And then he fucked up, and all one of his cereals was entirely berries, and it had oops <laughs> right in the title. <laughs> uh, Jean Lafoot is a fictional pirate character from Captain Crunch. Oh, Cereal's my character God. Uh, all right, I said Captain Crunch. Ask someone else. Okay. He lives in the SS Guppy. Yeah. Why doesn't he just uh, buy it? So J- Jason, how are you voting? That's always the question in these commercials. Why doesn't Trix Rabbit just go to the goddamn grocery store? One time he they did, don't serve and the rabbits. kids they stole don't wear shoes. <laughs> did he seriously? Yeah. <laughs> That rabbit gets screwed yeah, over a lot. Honestly, like, that rabbit usually isn't even, like, doing something underhanded. Like, he wins all those skate, like, roller skating competitions fair and square, and then they take it as a prize from him. Yeah, and it's to remind him that as a minority, he's always going to come right. in second place right. to, the, so the, to the, the ruling socioeconomic class. Yeah, the Trix rabbit is just harassed and mugged at the end of every cartoon. Uh, you know, the leprechaun is constantly being, like, chased and harassed by children. Uh, I guess the Toucan Sam is okay. He's just following his nose to the taste of Fruit Loops. What? Hold on a second. <laughs> Man. <laughs> the Hero.Wikia has a sub-article on Captain Crunch and his relation to hacking culture. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. they used to have, like, toy whistles in boxes of Captain Crunch and back when the internet was, like, phone line based, you could call up a modem and blow that whistle into it. And it just happened to be the same tone as, like, the override tone that a uh, modem would send over a phone line. So you could hack into, like, any network with it. The, or, like, could, certain networks. It was, you could, basically, you could, make, you could make free phone calls <laughs> long distance was, was, the, was the, the, uh, the main goal. How did yes. Big um, Boss never okay, pull out? A Captain Crunch cereal. <laughs> I, I wanted, I wanted, and hack a phone I wanted out. the phone freaking mini game in, in MGS Five. Oh, we never got great. it. So. <laughs> it should have been just Captain Crunch's Crunchling Adventure. Just put that in every game. Uh, okay. Okay. So hold on. Lavo it's, for it was Captain like... Crunch. Jason, have you voted? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've gone on an adventure yeah, here. Yeah, we really have. Um, uh, the CD-ROM can be played in audio CD player, where Captain Crunch gives a 20-minute narration of the story in the game. And so, I mean, for that kind of value for a free product, I mean, I have to give it to Crunchling Adventure. Alrighty. Uh, Graham? Well, I mean, it sounds like Crunchling Adventure has the best value. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, though, about, about Captain Crunch's credentials as a... Uh, as an officer in the Royal Navy, right? Frankly, this this whole—it sounds like he's gone rather far afield from his uh, his jurisdiction okay. in this raising of indigenous peoples, uh, and and well, of course, maybe the Royal Navy goes goes in for that sort of thing. Right. Well, according to www.capandcrunch.com/slash hashtag history, 
<laughs> Captain Crunch was lost at sea for over 20 years starting in 1985. Seriously? Oh, jeez. Yeah. During which point he released Oops All I Berries, Chocolatey Crunch, okay. and that's it. So he's yeah. gone He's gone mad. He's gone... <laughs> He's gone. He's gone, Colonel Kurtz. He yeah. he went off. Well, he was lost at sea. Uh, he released Oops All Berries and Captain Crunch's Crunchling Adventures. So he used his time wisely. He man, he he don't he don't want to come back. Right. He's lost and and doesn't want to be found. Okay. Uh, yeah. This, uh, honestly, it's the inspiration for Star Trek Voyager. He, <laughs> uh, uh, this he's this guy is sta- starting to sound like a, a dangerous. Uh, Egomaniac, okay. and I don't remember what we're comparing this to. Uh, Yokoyama Mitsutera Sengokushi. Oh, uh, I'm gonna go with Sengokushi. All right, uh, tall Sengokushi. Okay, so that's for me to break the tie. Uh, I gotta go with Captain Crunch on the old basis that I can play that game. I getting a Super Famicom is not the easiest thing in the world, so yeah. Uh, and I have- Captain Crunch website has uh, different music that you can play, and the Skype window is covering it, so I can't turn it off. <laughs> all right, uh, so let's see where the hell is that on this list? Because I navigated away to look at all this Captain Crunch information. Uh, Sangokushi is in a place that oh, there it is. Okay, so oh, that's the middle game now. Shit. Okay, so now we need to flip a coin. And we need to look at the number 14 game. Tall, how do you think it compares to Die by the Sword, Limb from Limb? I would rather Die by the Sword, Limb from Limb, than eat Captain Crunch. <laughs> okay. Graham? Die by the Sword. Okay. Jason? I would rather eat Captain Crunch than Die from uh, Limb from Limb, but mm-hmm. uh, it has sword hockey. So it has sword hockey. So, uh, limb from Limb. Okay. Uh, Lau? Yeah. How many times do we have to say sword hockey? <laughs> Not many more. We're almost done. I I also want to note that uh, even for even for what it was and the time in which it came out, Captain Crunch Crunchling and Adventure is kind of an impressively ugly game. Oh, it's very like ugly. this is this is hard to look. It's at. hideous. <laughs> it came with delicious cereal. Yeah, no, it didn't. It came and with a twenty-minute audio tale. I mean, look, not everything can be waffle crisp, but we have to make do sometimes. <laughs> Nothing can be waffle crisp anymore. They don't make it. I have seen it recently. What? They brought it back? Whoa. I don't think it ever went away. I don't think sure it's it sell very often. I'll have to go to Fairway. Oh, shit. I, That's a local grocery anyway, store. Anyway, Lau, uh, how do you think it compares to Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People? Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People is cool and for attractive people. And okay. therefore, better than cap- the cat. Therefore, none of us should Which be. Is <laughs> <laughs> Jason, how do you think they compare? I mean, like, I, I mean, Captain Crunch's Crunchling Adventure is a good title, yeah. but I've been judging Strong Bad School Game <laughs> for Attractive People on its title the entire time, and it's still better. Okay. Graham? So that one. Uh, Yeah, Strong Bad, as always. Stick right. to that. Tall, uh, do you have any last words for it? Strong Bad. Strong Bad. All hmm. right. One, two, three, four, five. All right. I think he compares to Starship Chameleon. Who are you asking? Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think the chameleon captain is better than the crunch captain. Okay, that's okay. blasphemy. <laughs> Graham, oh, man, 
here's essentially this is where we come down to the two games that I don't really give much of a shit about either way. Right. Um, uh, that that cassette tape thing is still weird to me in a in a kind of charming way. So I'm right. gonna go with Starship Chameleon. Okay, Jason. I mean. I feel like I've voted against Captain Crunch too many times in this episode. Uh, <laughs> I have spent a significant amount of time with this, and I believe it is one of the greater games that has ever come out released with a box of cereal. <laughs> okay, and, yeah. That's fair. And I'm going to I have know, to... I once got a demo of Rayman 3 in a... But this is a full product. MSRP, 30 US dollars. Uh, I mean, it's a really... Uh, it's... Uh, do you have to talk to the press release given by Quaker Oats? Uh, okay, that's a vote for Captain Crunch. Lau? 20-minute narration of the story. Uh, <laughs> fuck, I, fuck, I really don't know. Okay. Well, you gotta make a decision, so... I mean, why don't you make a decision? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. yeah. Because when he makes a decision, things like this are forced upon okay. us. Okay, uh, let's see. I would give it to Starship Chameleon. It just seems, for its time, like a better game. Nah, I don't even know Wait, if that's true. It doesn't even look that good, but that Captain Crunch game. What's the standings now? Uh, Does it come with a 20-minute narration Starship of the story? That's three, that's three votes for Starship Chameleon, so you don't matter. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Okay, in which case, it is now time to compare it to... Uh, this thing bounces back. I'm be very uh, Z Wolf. Uh, Lau, how do you think they compare? Uh, so they're not. Let's mention again. They're not. Sea Wolf is not related to the sea, as in the ocean. Uh, no, it's Z Wolf. Yeah, it has nothing so, to do with catfish. I mean, that's potentially confusing if you don't see it. The title spelled and just That's here. True. I mean, there is sea in the game. Like, it does fly over water. Yeah. Which could be sea, or it could just be, like, a lake or a river. Yeah. So what's the what's the verdict? Captain Crunch? Uh, Captain Crunch, All right. yeah. Uh, Jason? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with Captain Crunch. Okay. I mean, I have to. I'm obligated by a contract <laughs> I have signed with Quaker Oats Corporation. <laughs> Chase, uh, Graham? Well. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. I want to, I want to say that the weird thing is that Z, I'm pretty sure is the, Z-E-E is the German word for C. Yeah, I just wanna, it is. Uh, but, uh. Wait, so do you think this is like the cousin of Airwolf? I think it might be. Oh, shit. I'll be honest, I don't know German. <laughs> Because um, if that's Seawolf, then it... Oh, man, that changes the game a little bit, don't it? Yeah. But it's in the air. No, it's Mir. Is the German word for sea. It's not. Oh. Mir? What is it? I mean, what if they have I... more than one the same yeah, way English I think it might be cat. I'm, I'm checking now. Z. It just translates back to Z in English. It's nothing. No, it's a word. I swear it's a word. Well, Google disagrees it's, with you. It's part of the German word for catfish. Yeah. Uh, actually, oh, it's part th- of the Dutch word for catfish. Fuck. A silly pronunciation. Of okay, no, no. Z is Dutch for or is Dutch for C, not German. Okay. I was hmm. see because if if there's an airwolf connection now, I gotta. Yeah. I'm leaning that way. Okay. 
I mean, you know, I feel like this isn't something that Airwolf would have ride around for Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, Airwolf, I, I mean, Airwolf is faster than any jet, but uh, but is Seawolf mm, faster than any boat? Uh, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what am I comparing it to? Uh, you're comparing it to what was it again? It oh, was... Captain Crunch. Yeah, Captain, Captain Crunch. Crunch. Yeah. Oh, oh, um, Z Wolf. Okay. Tall. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was comparing it to one of the one of the other ones. I don't know. Yeah, tall. How much does a box of Captain Crunch man. cereal cost? <laughs> oh. Oh, who knows? This game came out in 1999. <laughs> I'd say so five it, bucks. Uh, that sounds a lot. I think five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I mean, are, I know Amazon sells a lot of stuff. Yeah, are you? Oh, are you? Are we? Yes. Are we talking about like a sealed box from 1995 no. today? Yeah, uh, because it says 585 on Amazon. I guess Amazon doesn't sell. I don't think Amazon sells quite as many. Although, if we want two limited edition boxes of Christmas Crunch, that's 14.03. If Captain Crunch but, Adventure but was available on Steam for five dollars, I would not buy it. Okay. So I will vote for Z-Wolf. <laughs> okay. I'll also vote for Z-Wolf. Uh, that Airwolf non-connection really has got me sold. Which means now we get to find out which thing Tall hates more. The concept of a game you can't play single player or Captain Crunch. <laughs> Tall, how do you think it compares to Space Farmers? Fuck. Can I vote last? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can go last, sure. Graham? Um... I, I gotta give this one to Captain Crunch because I also hate games that you can't play single player. Okay. Uh, Jason? I, I just found a website called serialpriceguide.blogspot.com. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. It hasn't updated since 2013. <laughs> it has had over 127,000 views in the short time it has been oh, around. Man. This was as of three years or two years ago, so that number has to be at least in the hundred thirty thousands. Wait, so you, what you're saying is there's a lot of people that need. Wait, is it is it not is it not an actual counter? It's just in the text somewhere on the site that he says that many people yes. have visited. Oh, I see. Good grief! Fancy dealers will happily sell you shit. Take your time. Okay. <laughs> I don't cover. Also, he does not cover in the cereal box price. Yes. Price. All right. Uh, how are you? I'm going with Captain okay. Crunch because this has made this possible. All right, Lau. Uh, what were we co- comparing? Uh, Space to Farmers. It's like a co-op. Oh yes, uh, right. I Zelda game. I have nothing against multiplayer-only games. I'm going with Space. Farmers. Okay. Well, uh, I'm also going to vote for Space Farmers, but we're outvoted. Captain Crunch takes it. Uh, in which case, it goes directly above Space Farmers, directly below Z-Wolf, and we are at last finished with this round of ranking. Wait, hold on you a second. Have to start automating. It says this. Uh, <laughs> this website. This website says it hasn't updated since 2013, oh, but it has shit. a picture of a box of cereal from 2014, and I am. I don't. I don't how know do how you, to deal with it. How do you well, know it's from 2014? Yeah. Is there a, is there it right a newspaper the in the back? Oh, okay. <laughs> There's newspaper in the background. Uh, well, let me ask you this: but, Is it possible that it's like how sports games, like in twenty, in this year twenty fifteen, or cars? We got Madden twenty sixteen, or yeah, like cars. Do cereal box models come out a year ahead? <laughs> oh, Kellogg's Jif cereal, possibly. I mean, that is a very futuristic cereal. <laughs> anyway, we now have choosing moms choose the future. 
55 games completed. Uh, that list... This goes a lot faster when you don't bother with research. Yeah. That yeah. list yeah. now <laughs> is at number 55, Custer's Revenge. Number 54, Online Tennis Manager. Number 53, Desert Speed Trap starring Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote. Number 52, Wild Wheels. Number 51, Cherry Moderate. Number 50, Robotron 64. Number 49, Scapon. Number 48, Arnhem, the Market Garden Operation. Number 47, Alpha Prime. Number 46, Dekayanku, Tough the Truck. Number 45, In Extremis. Number 44, Gods and Heroes, Rome Rising. Number 43, City Racer. <laughs> Number 42, Warlords, 1990. Number 41, Elsa Dentist. Number 40, General uh, Knowledge. <laughs> Number 40, General Knowledge for Dummies. Number 39, My Frogger Toy Trials. Number 38, Arubaria no Atome. Number 37, Leisure Suit Larry Magna Cum Laude. Number 36, Jumanji 2006. Number 35, Mario is Missing. Number 34, Mania Challenge. Number 33, Koi Koi Shimasho 2 Super Real Hanafuda. Number 32, The Nightmare of Juwaga Fushigi no Dungeon. Number 31, The Thing Bounces Back, a.k.a. Coil Cop. Fuck that guy. Number 30, Retro Fever. Number 29, Mac Ninja. Number 28, Yokoyama Mitsutero Sangokushi. Number 27, Space Farmers. Number 26, Cap'n Crunch's Crunchling Adventure. Number, tw- hey, number 25, Z-Wolf. <laughs> number 24, Starship Chameleon. Number 23, Super Adventure Rockman. Number 22, Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Number 21, Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People. Number 20, IL-2 Sturmovic. Number 19, Blue Baron. Number 18, Busy Scissors. Number 17, Suzumiya Haruhino Tomodai. Number 16, Rocket Robot on Wheels. Number thir- number 15, International Superstar Soccer Deluxe. Number 14, Die by the Sword, Limb from Limb. Number 13, Winter Games 1985. Number 12, Bionic Commando 2009. Number 11, D-Force. Number 10, California Speed. Number 9, Arabian Magic. Number 8, American Turbo King. Number 7, Need for Speed Underground. Number 6, Wiz and Liz. Number five, Picross 3D. Number four, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Number three, Iron Lord. Number two, Westfront Omega, the Amulet of Vega. And number one, the best game of all time to our knowledge, Queen the Eye. (sighs) You should probably find some way to not read this whole thing. I'm going to read the whole thing every time until it's 100 elements long. Then I'll read the top and bottom ten. It's part of his punishment for for what he does not yet know. But yeah, um, yeah exactly. I I don't want to I don't want to like give away any kind of agenda lest I like throw off okay. you know the the totally objective ranking of these games. Okay. But I kind of want to make sure that Custer's Revenge stays right the fuck where it is. Listen, they we've already pretty much decided that there's <laughs> it's very difficult to do worse than you can't even say that your game doesn't have violent rape of aboriginal people in it then you know i think we're giving uh, the game industry too much credit (laughs) we're not gonna find another example of that. oh yeah we might i'm just saying there's not much that can contest that oh no uh we'll we'll find it though if it's there yep we will 
Wow, is there anything you want to tell people about? Uh, uh well, I'm I'm playing Warframe okay. right now. You should probably not play Warframe. Okay. Why do I have a thousand hours in this terrible game? Well, we can't is say it, it's it... terrible. We haven't ranked it. I mean, I don't. I, okay, I don't actually. Is it that have... bad? We don't know. We haven't ranked it. I don't actually in... have a thousand hours. I only have a bit over a hundred. I was just that's the thread title yeah. of the Warframe thread mm. yeah. on a forum uh, I go to. Uh... And I think it seems appropriate because I know it's a free to play game is kind of crazy. All right. Uh... But it's still it's also kind of fun. Okay. <laughs> you're coming back around on it. You're talking you're talking yourself back into Warframe. It really is like this. I yeah. mean I'm not saying it's not terrible, but it is kind of fun. Jason, uh, what about you? Uh, uh, Pokemon Picross is out on That's the 3DS true. eShop. Yeah. So, oh, yes, I've been playing that. Yeah. yeah. I ran full on into the free-to-play guidelines and that, or barriers yeah. in that, real quick. I put in a bit of... Well, what I've heard is that if you, uh, so it has a ceiling energy, that once you get to episode, uh, like, or once you get to $30, rather, that it won't yeah. charge you anymore. So it's basically just a $30 That's game still, with a really long demo. That's still several times more than all of the other Picross games that were available for the 3DS. Okay. Uh, Graham, anything you want people to know about? Uh, I, uh, I'm really excited for Christmas. Okay. One of my favorite, one of my favorite times of year. Great. How about you, Tall? <laughs> I keep playing Nintendo Badge Arcade. It's the only thing I turn my 3DS on for. I just play it and then turn it off. I don't even decorate with the badges. It's, I don't know how to stop. Oh boy! It's so poor. It's it loads so slowly. I know. I hate it. Oh yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> why? Why do I load this thing up every day? What is wrong with oh, me? Guys. That's the longest loading screen I've ever encountered. Just to get into it, it's so bad. Uh, well, as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can follow my porn Tumblr at fantasticalsizes.tumblr.com. You can. Follow my regular Tumblr at gamesfromscratch.tumblr.com. And you can follow my other Twitter account, erotica underscore txt, where I post real excerpts no. and, and quotes from erotic stories from around the internet. And I forgot to log into the account before starting this, so hold on. One Thank second. God. Shut I'm it like, down. Shut it down quick. Everyone, no, everyone going, log no, out. Everyone hang up. Hang it's up. Hang doable. up. Hold on. I'm just scrolling around, picking one at random. Bunny, grab your dress and your big weird titties and get over here. We're leaving. Uh, yes. That's going to do it for this episode of Let's Play. See you next time, everybody. Yeah, Kill me. Be doing this. Kill me. You probably shouldn't do that either. <laughs> when has that stopped us doing things? Alright, so we're... Alright. And Jason's like, can I go? Are we done here? <laughs> I thought I told you not to, but you 